0: Weird for takeoff once again welcome to jet fuel the jets discord podcast as always i am your party host joe rivera and along with me as always is my astute educational incredibly handsome co-host he is uh the ultimate knower of ball of jets discord none other than matt K kingslist liz say hello my friend
1: Man, little solemn opening. You're not uh, buying the hype. I don't know. It's, I think I saw on Jets Twitter, it's weird. Even though we lost, people are treating it like we won the game on Sunday. Yeah. yeah, You know, uh,
0: loss is a loss. There's no moral victories, Liz. No moral (laughs) victories. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, back from a, a little little break there. A couple things going on in real life keeping us away. Maybe a little Jets depression too. Yeah, Cowboys and Patriots. I mean, listen, but hey, we're we're back. We got lots to talk about. Lots to say. Some good, some bad.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, listen, the Jets are exhausting, right? I mean, let's start there. The Jets are an exhausting team. Week one, we have a loss. We had we had a a win that feels like a loss, right? Because you lose Aaron Rodgers, like, yeah, it's it's an exciting, exciting finish to the game. You lose Aaron Rodgers, four plays into his Jets career. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, this is just, you know, it, it, the, the reality sets in that Super Bowl hopes are dashed, right? And then you get to week four and you have a loss that feels like a win. And I, maybe I'm a little bit off there, but listen, this was the, the, the Swift bowl. This was the Swifty bowl. And you can bet that NBC was absolutely begging for this game to be a blowout so they could spend three hours, three and a half hours talking about Taylor Swift, but Zach Wilson said, Eh-eh. so let's start there, Sliz. I mean, you know, we, we know that the Patriots loss was ugly. We know that the Cowboys loss. I mean, that was brutal, but the loss of the Chiefs almost feels like a win. What's your take on it?
1: Yeah, I mean it not being a blowout didn't stop NBC from cutting over to Taylor Swift at like yeah, it could have been worse times, right? It's like it's like, man, I wanted to see the replay on that. Why am I looking at Taylor Swift right now, right? Right, right. But I mean, I think lots lots of good to take from the game. I think certainly the the narrative is gonna be Taylor Swift. It's gonna be the maybe a little bit of rough ball at the end of the game. And um, I think you know, coach had right right to be pissed about a couple things. Um and and probably the best quarterback drive that we've seen in a couple of years when you're talking about that drive to open the second half, right? From Zach Wilson. So I don't know what sounds like a good topic, man. Lots to talk Listen,
0: about. <laughs> we need to start. I'm sorry, but we need to start with Zach. I what and I understand like run makes a point that it was only two drives, right? Like ultimately is what it came down to. But he looked like like a switch flipped he just looked different. Like he just, he was fast getting through his reads. He was pretty accurate. I know George score says, you know, he wasn't as accurate. George said he wasn't as accurate, but I don't know, man, like the, the back shoulder throws like the throws with anticipation. He didn't look panicked stepping up in the pot. Like he just looked like a different player to me. I, I, what's your read on, on how Zach played versus the chiefs?
1: Yeah. Uh, I think he was playing with confidence and confidence that we haven't seen in him in a long, long time, maybe ever in a Jets uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, so your comment on, on George score, shout out George, or he, <laughs> guy in the Jets discord who kind of goes through plays and grades them on his own metric rubric. Um, but I think, and, and I've said this in the past, I think I said a lot last year, right? There, there is a level of, realism that you need to approach just nitpicking every throw where watch I mean watch Pat Mahomes on the other side he had a lot of bad throws right right Right. including both of his interceptions just bad bad throws right even completions every throw is not going to be in the perfect spot and I think a lot of what you saw Zach did was he got the ball in the vicinity where it it needs to be generally on time If it wasn't on time, I think the the biggest difference we've seen from him this year is getting to that check down quickly and hitting the check down, not hitting it five yards over the check down, not throwing it at the feeder in the dirt next to the check down, right? He's getting it to the check down. He's getting it quickly living to survive that other down. The play calling certainly opened up. Um, I think if it wasn't obvious after the new England game, it was very obvious after this last game that we had the, It wasn't even kid gloves. We had handcuffs on on the offense, right? We were scared to do anything. And I don't know if it's just because we're playing the Chiefs and you know you need to score points. I don't know if it's just, hey, it didn't work in the the Dallas and New England game, so let's go the complete opposite way and see what works. But, yeah, we opened it up. We did try to push the ball down the field. Um, Certainly when you look at that rollout throw, maybe a little under throw, nice adjustment by Lazard. But we took a couple shots, certainly to open the second – the second half lots of back shoulders probably more back shoulder in rhythm on time passes than you've seen um really it's playing with confidence and it it helps when your offensive line holds up a little bit too right not a lot of free rushers blowing him up which you know Zach's been one of those guys who when something goes bad he tends to snowball and continue to either try to hero ball, try to do too much, or just panic, and, and all that that I just talked about goes to the wayside. So I think it was kind of right formula, but, I mean, lots of good there, still still some bad, but a lot, it leaves you feeling like, hey, we might not be totally dead to rights like we all thought we were maybe a week ago. Yeah,
0: you know, it's just, I don't know what it is, man. I mean, I hope this game plan, and it's just drastically, like, the offense just looked different. Um, the one thing I will say is that I know he had a better second half, but it kind of feels like we went away from some of that, rolling him out, getting him in space type stuff in the second half, um, which is not, you know, the naked boots and things like that are not something that you want to do 15 times a game, obviously, but all we've been asking for, and this goes back to the Mike LaFleur days is to play to his strengths a little bit. Right. And it's not something that we've seen a lot, like have a design rollout, have a design naked bootleg, like try and get this guy in space the one play I feel like Sliz that Zach hits like almost automatically is the play action deep cross over the middle to Garrett Wilson. And like it, I feel like anytime he hits that throw uh, or anytime they call that play, he hits that throw and it gets him in a rhythm. It gets him confident. He just looks he, and he did it again this weekend. He just looks like he's in rhythm when he's throwing that pass. And Listen, man, I don't want to, I said this before, there's a better chance that Zach throws three interceptions versus the Broncos than him actually building on this because that's just what he's done throughout his career, right? Like he's had very little, he's he's had momentum so few times in his career. And when he has that momentum, he doesn't do anything with it. But you're really hoping that this weekend against the Broncos and we'll get to them in a little bit, he'll take that, what he did this past weekend and, and Daniel Hackett will take what he did and just build on it. You think that he could do it or no?
1: If I will say, unlike previous years, it feels like if there was a matchup where he could build off of it, this would be the one, right? Generally it's like, Hey, Zach put together a a decent game. Let's go play against this top five defense on the road and absolutely get crushed. Right. Or, Hey, we're going to have one of our key guys injured on the offensive line or at wide receiver. We're going to have all these moving pieces. It's like, no, everyone's healthy. We're going it is on the road at Denver, but a team that has looked like one of the worst teams in the NFL week over week. Right. Right. A a team where our locker room should be getting up for that with all the comments around Nathaniel Hackett and, and just everything there. Right. And, and quite frankly, just being pissed off at how this game ended, right. This past week. Absolutely. Um, You hope he can build off of it. I, I, you mentioned what what run from discord mentioned that, Hey, it is it is important to remember, right? We were in a 17-0 hold to start the game, which isn't all on Zach, but certainly the offense didn't get going for really till we got the safety into the um into the interception, right? Like the Chiefs helped get our offense into it with short fields. But you really hope that he can continue to build. You worry that, you know, again, that that second half opening drive was phenomenal, but we didn't do anything at, off the breeze run where we got it to like their 45 didn't get any points. Right. And then the next drive after that was a fumble. Right. We yep. we essentially after that first drive, we did nothing on offense outside of the breeze run for 25 game clock minutes. And I know a lot of that was the Chiefs chewing up a ridiculous amount of clock at the end of the game. But um you know, is it automatic that we go down and score points at the end of the game if we get the ball back? I'd say absolutely not, right? We saw that, right. and granted, totally different situation, I feel like, with confidence with the team in New England the, the week prior, but they just got the ball twice with a chance to win against New England two-minute drill style and didn't get a single first down, right? Right. So, yeah, you got to you gotta pick and choose there, but right. – I. I think, I think he's going to continue to build. I hope he continues to build. On the flip side, if he doesn't, if he lays out a total stinker and then we're playing Philly the following week and then you're going into the bye, it, it probably puts somewhat of a nail in the coffin, right? It's, oh, yeah.
0: He he's needs, done. He needs done. to build
1: on it, right? Yes, he he's, absolutely he's needs to build on it. His career rides on it.
0: Yeah. He, he's the, If he doesn't put out a good performance this week, and I'm not talking about he needs to go 30 or 40 for 400 yards and four touchdowns. If you give me 25 of 37, you know, like 250 yards, you know, 240 yards to touchdown, like a touchdown, like I'm fine with that, you know, control the offense, make good throws, make smart decisions. Because all we've been asking, Sliz, so and we've said it a million times in this podcast, all we want is Garoppolo. Right. That is literally all we want from Zach right now. We don't need we don't need hero w- balls. Without Zach, the injuries, right? right? Without the injuries, yeah. right? Because Scoropolo couldn't stay healthy in, in a bubble. Right. I mean, but but all we need from Zach is that. Just control the game. And that's not to say be hyper conservative offense, right? That just means make the right reads, make the right plays, don't do anything crazy. And it feels like, and we'll get to coaching in a little bit. I want to I want to hit the defense next, but it really feels like Sala for however many times he said, all gas, no break for however many times he said, you can't coach scared. It feels like this past weekend was actually the first time I kind of felt that from him the first three weeks of the season. And even last year felt very much like a guy who was coaching not to lose and not coaching to win, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, So we'll see if it continues, but before we get to the coaching, I do want to talk about the defense Liz and, another slow start they settle in this pass rush i, I don't want to say it's a problem but this pass rush is not quite what it should be not quite what we thought it would be so far any thoughts on the defense in the game versus the chiefs in the last two matchups before that versus the patriots and the cowboys
1: yeah so i think it's it's a nuanced conversation which that n- nuance on the internet i know that's kind of crazy right we we were having this discussion in Discord earlier this morning, right, around our pass rush and really lack of sack production. Um, yes. You know, you look at the Seahawks having eleven sacks. You look at I forget what other team. Another team had seven sacks, and it's like, man, Jets have had seven sacks on the season, right? Quinnen <laughs> has half. Quinnen has half a sack on the season. What's what's going on, right? We heard mm-hmm. all offseason about all the juice that Jermaine Johnson was bringing. We invested in. Will McDonald? We're playing Bryce Huffmore. Like, um, what's going on? So, there's a couple pieces there. Um, New England, uh, really. Mac Jones just got the ball out ridiculously quick, right? And that was intentional. That was to mitigate the pass rush. Um, I think you saw an intentional, and and so I'll say Quinn and Williams is near top of the league at the D tackle position in terms of pressures. Right. They're just not necessarily translating to sacks. And we're also, and you saw it a ton versus the Chiefs, and it was intentional. They're doing a lot of stunts up front. And a lot of that, I think, is mostly to to free up, um, really free up our edge guys and try to get clean hits manufactured. I think part of it is trying to contain a mobile mahomes which you saw work at times you saw backfire at times
0: there was it, sorry to cut you off but no, the 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 pass rush lane um discipline was very poor especially yeah. late in the game very poor right and and i'm screaming at the tv don't over pursue don't over pursue and you know i mean you call the penalties but then at the same time when you have guys that are you know, splitting open parting the Red Sea in the middle of the field, and you're giving Mahomes 35 yards to run. You know, not not a great look, but sorry, continue. No,
1: you're good, but but I think it was intentional. So hyper focusing on the Chiefs game, right? We made a conscious decision to not activate Al Woods, probably our our best, stoutest run defender on the interior, and carry Will McDonald as an extra pass rusher, right? There's a lot of three, four-man, really primarily four-man pressures and drop everyone into coverage, right? Make Mahomes beat you. Make those wide receivers that, honestly, criminally bad wide receiver room around Mahomes beat you. And they didn't, right? They didn't. Like you said, Mahomes kind of beat beat us a little bit with his legs, uh, a little bit of a ref help all along the way. But I'm, I'm not too worried. I, I think the D-line clearly made him uncomfortable um mahomes if if you look at the statistics mahomes is by far by far the best in the league in avoiding sacks his pressure to sack rate which means the number of pressures on him that actually result in sacks is only 3.6 percent right that's not just a jets thing if if you rewind all the way back to week one that thursday night opener against the lions like Aiden Hutchinson was getting pressure on Mahomes. Mahomes is that's why he's Mahomes, right? He's a magician. I, I think I think there's only one other quarterback below 10% for reference there. Wow. So part a big part of that's Mahomes. I, I'm not too worried yet. I, I think the the part that you need to maybe get worried, or if, if you listen to this podcast, maybe you you've known our feelings around the edge position, and and specifically if you look at the snap makeup. Looking at last year to this year, the biggest delta in in our edge position is basically you flip-flop, you have Jermaine Johnson taking primary snaps, and Carl Lawson's relegated to second, third string, right? And and a lot of that's Carl Lawson's been injured. Carl Carl Lawson isn't the same guy that we thought we were getting when we signed him, right?
0: He looks slow. Jermaine Johnson
1: also hasn't been that guy, though has been the issue and and he's been good in run defense and I think maybe like in the Chiefs game you you give him more snaps than maybe you would have because we are running a little lighter because you are dropping so many in coverage having that edge integrity that run defense helps and that's a boon but man for all we heard about the pass rush and hey he's coming he's putting it together his toolkit is really evolving in training camp it just hasn't been there I haven't seen it at all it, he, he has five pressures on 107 snaps which i can tell you isn't very good <laughs> right and and when you look at those his one sack on the year was totally manufactured on a stunt and and freeing him up right when i alluded to quinn williams only having half a sack part of our discussion earlier in discord is hey maybe we need to stunt him a little less right a lot of stunts with Quinnen involve Quinnen eating the blockers right you're generally not stunting to free up Quinnen. um that's it's all part of this discussion, right? I think we've seen Olbrich doing a lot of slot blitzes as well with Michael Carter kind of flying in off the edge. They're attacking it a little bit differently than they have last year and even the year prior. I think you'll see that evolve, and I also think you'll see you'll see it evolve when we play offenses that aren't as dynamic. Um, three of the four offenses we've played are good, right? We played Josh Allen you played Pat Mahomes and you played Dak Prescott and whatever the, the strategy that we just talked to, it it worked against Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen, right? They did not really beat you. We got beat a little bit up on the ground, which was kind of something we were willing to accept, make them drive all the way down the field on the ground, as opposed to beating us with explosive plays through the air. Right. And the Dallas game, we can just erase that. That was just a bad game all around. Right. But against two top three quarterbacks, the defensive game plan worked. You're not going to get elite quarterbacks on the ground. That's why they're elite, right? right? Sacks are as much a quarterback set as they are an offensive line stat and elite quarterbacks don't take sacks.
0: Right. So well said on the defense, all, all around, Liz, but I think the coaching staff is kind of a topic that nobody's really talking about at the moment. I think for however much I like Robert Sala, I also feel like he might be too passive of a head coach sometimes. The fact that it's gotten to this point where he probably had to tell somebody, probably Nathaniel Hackett, "Listen, it's time to quote unquote unleash Zach. Right? Let let him let him read the playbook. You know, cater the offense to him. Do whatever. It kind of flies in the face of the all gas no brake stuff, right?" Robbie Sabo said it. I and Robbie is the best Jets X Factor. We've had him on the podcast a few times. He's he said it best. He, the Jets looked like they had a modern offense. And maybe some of that was them responding to being in a 17-point hole. But it looks like it was about time to run something that wasn't, you know, two tight ends on the field run left. Um, it wasn't, you know, running into running into the eight man fronts. Like it looked like this offense was finally, you know, taking what the defense gives you, but a step forward your thoughts on the coaching staff and the job that they've done so far this season. Cause we missed two games. Uh, the first game we acknowledged maybe was a little bit of a fluke victory, whatever, but um, you know, the chiefs game I think was the most well-rounded effort that they've had this year, all things considered, but your thoughts on just what the coaching staff has brought to the table so far in 2023.
1: Yeah. I mean, on the topic you touched on, I do. And this is, this has been something for jets history, right? If you look back my lifetime, we've had two offensive minded coaches and one was he who shall not be named. And the other is he who shall not be named number two. Right. And, and um, Gase and then the original Gase. So, (laughs) I mean, I think there's a tendency when you're a defensive minded head coach and you know, you have an elite defense, which has been the, the Jets pedigree, right? We had the Rex years you've had, you've certainly the years we have now, where you almost have so much faith. It's kind of like, and you have a, a guy as volatile as that. It's like, hey, just don't lose the game. We will we will make plays that will win the game. And we have faith in our run game, which we, we'll get to that conversation maybe a little bit later. But I, I do think it opened up. I think a lot factors into it opening up, but I also think it's not unique to the Jets here either. And I think the example you can look at is Bryce Young in Carolina, and we were having this conversation as well. That offense clearly has handcuffs. I think you've seen it with Justin Field as, as well in Chicago through a couple different offensive coordinators. There is a tendency to baby young quarterbacks instead of kind of letting them fail. And reality is we're not going to win games babying Zach and trying right. to handhold Zach and trying to nickel and dime and drive up the field. It, it's not going to happen. And, and Zach's not that type of quarterback either. Mm-hmm. If you wanted that type of quarterback, you should have drafted Mac Jones. Exactly. Um, You draft Zach because he's going to make some wow throws. He's going to put the ball on a a line to Alan Lazard just out of the reach of the safety and score a touchdown, right? Those are the types of throws, the types of plays that you have Zach for. You need to open it up. You need to run a modern offense. You need to get Gibson in motion. Some of the things folks are calling for. Play Cobb maybe a little bit less, even though he had a nice play. Get Hardman on the field, even if it was just a little bit get record on the field to make phenomenal plays really all over. Right. Whether it was in the run game as a blocker, as a, as a pass catcher, it did feel it's like, okay, you cannot go backwards from this. Right. Even, even if Zach's throwing interceptions, you need to continue to do it because he's shown he can do it. And we're not going to win if we don't do it.
0: Yep. That's the key, man. It's just, you can't go backwards from here. You can't. And, Listen, we memeed unleash Zach, you know, and all that stuff. I'm gonna scream into the void for a second because I feel like this needs to be said. And I think smart people understand this, but maybe not everybody does. There's a lot of revisionist history around Zach Wilson right now. And for however much you want to kill Joe Douglas for, you know, roster construction, everything, you cannot kill him for drafting Zach Wilson, who pretty much everybody realized he was the consensus number two quarterback in that draft there was plenty of debate debates surrounding justin fields but the fact of the matter is san francisco different desperately wanted him and kyle shanahan's you know a top five coach in football the eagles wanted zach wilson and we know the branch and we know the branch that joe douglas comes from right in philadelphia at least one of them so this idea that, oh, well, the Jets drafted, you know, they reached for Zach or the Jets drafted a guy that nobody thought was going to be good is complete and utter nonsense. Um, and and I know that 2021 draft class as a whole doesn't look good right now, right? But including the
1: golden boy. Including a little, a little right, up and down.
0: Right, a little up and down. Like Trevor Lawrence is still Trevor Lawrence. He's doing a I saw someone call it a hard carry job. But um, you know, I, I just I I I just need it needs to be said that. You can kill Douglas for everything, but the Jets needed a quarterback. The Jets, they understood that Zach Wilson was that guy. And yeah, it didn't work out for three years. And it probably isn't going to work out altogether, but it's kind of stupid to say at this point, oh, well, he wasn't the guy, right? Like everybody knew that he was the guy. So he's a a short rant because I'm seeing so much revisionist history. I've seen it all year. I saw it last year, like enough already, like get smart, you know, hindsight's 2020 for sure. But in the moment, everybody knew that Zach was the guy. Everybody did
1: something specific to the coaching staff. I think you have the graphic. I do want to talk when you talk aggression, non-aggression. No, there's been a of course in the, in the wake of a close defeat, you get micro analysis on everything. And, and there is analysis on this in real time. The, the decision to kick the field goal at the end of the first half. Right. And of course, you have the Michael Carter drop on a really nice Zach Wilson job to extend the play and actually get the ball to a pass catcher, right? And right. in the past, those those plays have been the oh no Zach plays where they mm-hmm. end up in the other team's hands. Another
0: another bad drop on Michael Carter, by the way. Yeah. Whenever this guy drops a pass, it feels like it's always in a big moment. I would love for him not to be on the field on third down.
1: But, but I wanted continue. to bring this up, right? And and if you don't follow Ben Baldwin, he has a bot set up that analyzes all kick or go decisions, right? And I think Sala answered the question with the same mindset that I had, but it's basically going for it versus kicking the field goal was a coin flip. It's it's a coach's choice, coach's feel. The, like this is an analytically sound way either either direction right so i know there's a lot of hindsight it's the chiefs you need to chase points i can tell you what do do you have confidence if we convert that that we're going down the field 30 seconds and scoring a touchdown probably not right this this was before the magic zach drive right maybe after the magic zach drive you feel a little bit better about it but it felt like you're probably – if you go for it, you're probably just playing for a field goal with less time on the clock so you're not giving it back to Mahomes and you're kicking a shorter field goal, right? right. 52 yards is NFL range for kickers. Greg Zerline has hit a million kicks from 52 yards, right? Right. What you do is you kick the field goal. You go in only down a score and we're only – we, we went down eight points because we missed it, but down, down five points with the way that game started going into half, getting the ball back at half. You feel really good about that, right? Yep. Um, if you don't miss the kick, then the chiefs are getting it at their 20 with about 20 seconds left. Good chance. They might just kneel it out or run it out. Right. Granted, they got the ball back a lot closer than we would have wanted to with some time. So that, that kind of makes you again, makes you worry about it. But all in all, this decision was sound. I don't think this was playing scared. I think this was playing to the game flow, playing to the game, and, and really playing to your quarterback too. I, I think a Zach forced disaster at the end of the half where if you get no points because you miss the kick, that feels a lot less bad than a, than a disaster play where we either turn it over or we just don't get the fourth down conversion, right? Right. And, and tush push has been the, the hot phrase and... Philadelphia continues to do it on repeat
0: Two cheek sneak.
1: There were a lot of teams that did not do it, including the giants last night. Right. Yep. It, and, and I can tell you, Zach Wilson is not squatting 600 pounds like Jalen hurts is. And, and Wall Joe Tipman is a massive upgrade on the interior, our offensive line is not the Eagles offensive line. Right. And, and you had, I think three different instances of teams failing um, short tush push. QB sneaks, uh, New England, New York Giants. I forgot who the third is, but, but it's not automatic. The Eagles make it look automatic because of their quarterback and their offensive line strength, but it is not, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that gets lost in the conversation
0: there. Yep. 100% correct, Slyce. I, I prefer two cheek sneak. The Philly one, they're calling it the brotherly shove now, like after the city, that's, but that's, that's not creative. Bad. That's I'm, pretty I'm good. good. That. That's pretty good. That's not bad. But, uh, it is what it is. All right, so this week's Top Gun. Uh, we got listen, we killed him on this podcast for years, and deservedly so, don't get me wrong. But credit where it's due, Zach Wilson had a hell of a game. And he, he had a hell of a game. Uh the back shoulder throws that I wish we had a better TV angle of the of the Conklin back shoulder throw, because it was kind of weird where they showed it from behind and then we didn't have a good TV angle on it. But that throw to Jeremy Ruckett down the sideline, man, that was yeah. And I said this in Discord. That was pure sex. That was oh, just yeah. that. That was just a sexy throw and a sexy catch from Rucker to come down with it. Absolutely. Um, well, he he made the Uzama
1: the Uzama catch to kick off the drive. Right. I've asked for years for a seam pass to a tight end, and we yeah. finally got one, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and and the thing is, man. Like even the when you see the Uzama touchdown, and Zach is not freaking out with the rush in his face. He's sliding back to create some space, create some time to let Uzama get into his route and get to any. he threw a nice pass. He threw a nice and like, listen, man. I don't think, you know, we we Jets fans survive on blind faith, right? And we there there's no more blind faith to be had with Zach. Like we tried that in week two and it did not work. <laughs> it did not work for a number of reasons. And and I don't even think week two, Zach was was terrible. It was everything around him, too. The Cowboys game was just. A disaster top yeah, to bottom. Delete,
1: delete it. And, and yeah. we've changed a lot since then, right? Yeah. And week three week three like was, an offensive line.
0: Yeah. Week three. I mean, he hey, he didn't throw an interception versus a bell check so there's that too. But um, listen, man, I I don't think he's gonna flip a switch, but it was nice to see him have that kind of game after yeah. how much crap everybody's given him. Joe Namath wants him dead. Uh the fan base wants to bury him underneath MetLife say like he, which is fine, but well, Good for in, Zach to have that kind of
1: In game. prime time.
0: In prime time. After in being the in
1: the 17-0 hole where after the first quarter, it's like, oh, man, here we go again. Yep. It's, I mean, it, it felt like, okay, I don't need to watch Jets games the rest yep. of the season. Yep. I know how this is going to go, right? Yep.
0: Uh, you also had shout-out to Alan Lazard and Quincy Williams, which are two things I, I feel like <laughs> – you would never have said before 2023. So yeah, uh, two
1: two players we've been I've been very critical of. That it was a good game by Lazard, right? And and really the two highlight catches, the one on the sideline where he had a, a ridiculous adjustment to get it, and then the touchdown grab, right? Yep. Um yeah. Credit where credit is due on that. And Quincy Williams is playing like a man possessed, man. He looks good. Right?
0: He looks and, very and
1: good. I thought Mosley had a pretty decent game, certainly marred by the drop interception thrown right at him but a good game by Mosley he had he had one play down in the flat where he came downhill and like Collinsworth was saying how fast our linebackers were and I kind of chuckled but Mosley did look fast on that play so I'll give Mm -hmm. it to him
0: yeah and listen man I feel like Quincy's finally starting to harness his speed in a good way yeah and that he's not over pursuing and he's he's playing right he's coverage he's been great like he he looks legit he looks legit so good for him
1: Shout out, we we've mentioned a bunch. Shout out to Nathaniel Hackett mm-hmm. opening it up. And I know we didn't score on that Conklin drop. People it, it was weird because I, I actually missed that sequence and, and had to rewatch it after the fact because I did go put my daughter up to bed. But um everyone was referring it to it as a Conklin drop. Like, man, that's a hard catch. And like Makai got totally blo- like just undressed at left tackle on that play and, and Zach probably should have just st- stepped up and delivered, but that play design, man, was immaculate. And you, you've you heard mm-hmm. the gold zone stuff on hard knocks and like, and you heard Nathaniel's Hackett specialty in green Bay was, Hey, this guy is our red zone, gold zone. He is our goal line designer. This is why we, he helps us score touchdowns. You saw it, man. Conklin was wide open. You had some mesh, Really, you had two guys get picked. You had, you had the linebacker who is responsible on Michael Carter get picked, and then you had the linebacker responsible on T- Conklin. was totally out of the picture, right? Mm-hmm. If Zach has half a second, quarter second more, he's stepping through, that's a free walk-in touchdown, right? Yep. Just really good play designed by Hackett, I thought, in the gold zone and really opening up on the rest of the field. Helped help the offense to have life.
0: Um, yeah, it's cool to see. It looks like Zach's kind of developing a, a chemistry with Lazard, which is cool. Um, you know, they, they needed, they desperately needed that. They desperately need him to be good with, with Corey Davis retiring. So, yes. All right. So Liz, it's the moment that, uh, we've anxiously been waiting for, uh, for a week and a half. Um, kind of scary to do this. I don't think we have a whole lot of callers lined up, but. It's time to to you know we got some chat we got some comments in the chat that we're gonna get to we got some callers on on quote unquote the line so uh, you know if you're not uh, you're not on the, if you're ready you know we're gonna go to you we're gonna throw to you you know let us let us know your question let us know whatever uh, and then we'll let you go um, so this is gonna be quite uh, quite fun so all right let's start with vid stuff and and vid we're gonna ask you to unmute uh, you know one of our favorites we'll add you to the stage no picture that's fine vid. What's on your mind, dude? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. good. How are good. you? I am
2: good, better. Like, you guys kind of said a bunch of it. That Monday game, it was a loss, but, if or that Sunday game, it was a loss. It felt really good. It was cool to see Zach play well. Uh, it kind of felt like a win, although I'm more on the boat of he's never going to do that again, and <laughs> we're going to see Trevor out there next week against the Eagles, and it's going to suck, and it's going to be bad again take what we can get. Um, On that note, I know the week before when we lost to the Patriots, everybody was kind of doom and gloom, like, oh my god, sell off, trade everybody away, cut people, tank, tank, go for Caleb, all that sort of stuff. I'm never one to be a pessimist. I like being an optimist. So I was thinking... There's a lot of people who want to trade away a lot of our guys because we have guys who are pretty valuable. Quinnen is valuable. Obviously, Sauce is a guy. Garrett. Is there anybody anybody on the team you consider to be untouchable? A guy who you would never trade away, even in a situation where we were tanking completely out of the game, just protect him like an expansion draft?
0: Untouchable, Sliz. I can give you mine if you need
2: to start
0: off. Uh, yeah. Let's hear, let's hear yours, Ben. Let's hear yours first.
2: I have, I have one. I would trade. I was going to say, I think that most of, obviously excluding the most recent draft picks, I don't think we can trade any of those guys yet. Cause they're rookies. I understand the wide receiver thing that people think they're divas and people think that they are just chasing money and all that stuff. I would not trade Garrett Wilson away for all the picks in the world. I think no. that kid's a superstar. I think, that he is more important to our offense than a lot of players on that offense. I think that he there's an implication that he might want out. I don't see it. I don't think he's shown that he can be a malcontent in the locker room yet. Obviously we saw that last year with Elijah. I'm not seeing that. I'm not even seeing like a Stefan Diggs like go to Twitter, tweet out like I hate my quarterback, trade me please, that thing. I wouldn't trade Garrett at all. I would trade Sauce, I would trade Brees, I'd obviously trade Jermaine. Would not trade Garrett.
0: I'm I'm with you. He's my one. Um because we've been waiting for a game-breaking offensive talent for how long, right? Sliz, so I mean, yeah, it's well, Sauce is the, he's the I, easy I, one.
1: Yeah, yeah, Garrett's the easy one. And yeah. You, you can work. you can have and pay and play multiple wide receivers mm-hmm. is a reality. Right.
0: right. And and the thing is a guy like Garrett he's he's said and done all the right things and you know, I understand that we we get lost in our spreadsheets and our pff grades and our analytics a lot but there's still a lot of value to have a guy that is a leader in the locker room right and and garrett's been that guy he said some things that you know maybe rubbed some people the wrong way last year but he's been that dude so uh i wouldn't trade him you know sauce like i i almost get the feeling that sauce is going to be the kind of guy who requests to trade um before anything else which like i just get weird vibes from him sometimes but yeah garrett garrett would be my one untouchable i think i think
1: we're There's no one else to really future Hall of Famer CJ. I can't even say, stop. Can even no. say it without no, no, stopping. I made stop a joke it, earlier already. Stop it.
0: Discord, man! Absolutely stop <laughs> it. You got to be realistic here. Stop
1: yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, I f- I think it's a two man race, right? And you're looking at Garrett and Sauce, and I just think everything I said before. You you can pay multiple wide receivers. You play multiple wide receivers, and cornerback plays variable and, and you look Jalen Ramsey's been the stud that's moved around a little bit and he's been a stud, but cornerbacks can get ignored and, right. and you can work around elite cornerbacks and elite cornerbacks help your defense. But even this year and, and sauce has been good this year, but it, there's been some up and down moments, whether it's just tackling, whether it's the the holding call yeah, um, they, I do, they most happen.
0: likely to cost the jets a game. Yeah. All right. There you go. It,
1: it happens, right?
3: And, and
1: <laughs> yeah. the, the reality yep. is it's, it's an offensive skewed league. And I, yeah, I'll take the guy where if, if you somehow get another wide receiver where Garrett somehow you're one B or a two, or even if he's a one, a one B situation, that that's a good problem to have, right? Yep. The elite teams in the league have multiple playmakers and Garrett's a playmaker.
0: Yep. Uh, Vid, thank you for your call. Uh, course, thanks for no. listening. Thanks for jumping on. Appreciate it. Thanks, Vid. All right, let's uh let's move on. Let's go to Fish. Fishbird was next. Fishbirds was next in line. So uh Fishbirds are gonna ask you to unmute if you're still alive, if you're still with us. So add you to the stage. Fish, there he is. Oh, nice. Boy. Oh adding a, is There we
4: go. me. let me yeah. slide in here. Thanks for having me guys. First <laughs> yeah. time on long time. All right. So I've go. got a couple of questions for you, but I have uh, yeah. a couple of observations first. Um, I don't know who wrote the article, but someone wrote an article last week after the Patriots game about the kind of conflict of mentality with Sala, which is when he talks about defense, it's all about make them drive the field, limit the explosives, make them earn the first downs. And we see a lot with our defense, not so much last week, but people drive, but they stall out, right? Like we can clamp down, but when it comes to offense, that's been the inverse of our mentality. Let's dink and dunk. Let's not drive the field. And it's just, it's so mind blowing. So to see that it took so long to have their backs up against the wall, it's good that they made the change, and you know, it's you can't take it to the bank yet, but it's kind of shocking that it's taken this long to get this far in the first place, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, and so that leads me to my next point, which is our offense should be pass-first. It really needs to be pass-first. We do not have a good enough run game to start with the run. Teams know we want to run. Brees is still super efficient, but he's not what he was last year, still kind of on the mend. Cook will never be what he was again. I think we can all – comfortably accept that now that it's right before our eyes. So I think the sooner we pass and the sooner we get all three tight ends going in the passing game, the better, because these guys can all ball to some capacity. No, go ahead,
0: Fish. No, go ahead. Go ahead.
4: So that leads me to my first question. What concepts, now that we have the new and improved Nathaniel Hackett with his mind, his third eye is wide open. What are some concepts that we're seeing around the league that we want to see used on the Jets, especially with our personnel in mind?
0: So, so the, before we I'll let you answer that, Souls, because you're the football knower of ball, I will say it's nice. There are two things that I noticed that were nice. First, fish that you, that you mentioned is seeing the tight ends involved finally, right? Like we've been begging, we have three of them, and no matter what you say about Uzama, like yeah, I mean he might be the low man on the totem pole, but he's still a talented guy, you right? Like it's, yeah, I mean he he came down with a nice touchdown uh, touchdown grab, and the other thing I love that I love to see it, I love to see it, and we heard Tony Romo screaming about it the week before throwing the ball on first down and, and actually like not running, running backwards, like running into an eight man front. It was so nice to see us like, okay, you know what, Zach, like go be the man, go do that. So, Um, I will say, as far as concepts go, I saw Jason Witten for 10 years, for 12 years, rip the Giants apart on deep crosses every time they play the Giants. So I I just want to see someone get open in the middle of the field. But, you know, it it feels I do feel like the tight ends are going to be a big big part of this team moving forward. But Slez, what do you think? What are some some things that you think the Jets can start to uh, incorporate a little bit more?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think the biggest issue becomes our personnel, right? Where you have Alan Lazard as a two and Randall Cobb as a three at wide receiver that can't do the things that you're seeing other teams do right now, right? And and when I refer to other teams, it's yes, yes, Kyle Brandt, Mike McDaniel is changing the game of football, right? With it. And. Yeah. Not every team has a Tyree kill, but you're yeah, seeing most teams San Fran can't do do it. Yeah. yeah. You're seeing San Fran do it. You're seeing um oh the Rams do it. Rams, you're seeing yeah. you're seeing these wide receivers in pre-snap motion, getting a jump, they're getting clean releases and they're they're running at full speed. And then you're seeing kind of on the flip side, um, I think it was it was either Ant or Ank uh pointed out using wide receivers in motion to wham block on run plays and get outside. Um I think that is something that we, and I know you said pass happy, (laughs) but I think that's something we can utilize Alan Lazard, um, getting a chip, sealing an edge, and getting those, the plays we've been successful, and I know Jose Fienders, Finders, uh, throws all all the PFF data up in, in Discord every week. We've had a lot of success running off right end on those pitch plays, on those sweep plays. Having Lazard crack down has been a big part of that. Getting in motion to basically delete (laughs) <laughs> the end, I mm-hmm. think, is something we can utilize. And really, the things that worked that you saw against Kansas City and, and what Zach's good at, mesh over the middle, get some traffic and let them read the middle of the field and see who scores open, right? Yep. See what picks naturally occur. Um, and just in general, getting the tight ends going. I want to see something vertical. I think Zach can push it vertical. I, I think there's probably a hesitancy, and I also think our personnel just restricts that. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Lazard's not going to really win vertical. Cobb's not going to win vertical. Garrett can, but that's never been a strong suit, even going back to his college shape. So it's kind of, you're relying on Hardman, who he just refused to play. Um, I like the Gibson stuff. And and really, I, I don't think you need to get too cute. I think it's really just getting guys released into space. And if, if the if the downfield's not there, check it down. we saw that a couple times. You saw it to Brees. You saw the naked where... It was kind of like the oh-no play of previous years where Zach has a free rusher in his face and he's doing the fadeaway jump and he completes it to Conklin and Conklin gets like five, six, seven yards, right? right. Like, let's just get those easy completions where you're maybe allowing free rushers, but they're you're removing them from the play with what you're doing with the play call and, yep. and actually start dictating, just dictating matchups, dictating modern offense. Right. And if you want to get super crazy, I, I saw I, I think I posted the um sean McVay play where he motion puka yep. nakua into the backfield and basically just had him run all this way just to run an over route but he's totally free because it's just it just puts the the defense in, in hell for lack of a better term where they're just trying to account for everybody just look at the league see what these top offenses are doing that's right. why they're the top offenses because they're getting creative
4: and yep. if he's back shoulder throws are here to stay, then that really opens up the sidelines as well. Yes. Right? Yep. Like that's huge.
0: Yeah. It's like um, I said, I think it's so nice to see Zach like developing that chemistry. It's trust, right? It's confidence. That's what we've been asking for Zach It's like play confident. Right. And it feels like sometimes, so as you mentioned, to your point. It feels like he's handcuffed. It felt like he's been handcuffed for a couple of years. And this is the first game, honestly, in watching that, like, I feel like he's not, you know, he's, he's not handcuffed. Like he, he played free. So Oh man, it's like a breath of fresh air. It was a breath of fresh air, but uh, so I got one
4: more question. Quick shout yep. out to mid stuff this trade talk of Garrett Wilson's insane. People want to <laughs> the first real wide receiver we've drafted since it's like nope, I don't even know who. So uh, that's that's wild, yeah. Keyshawn, <laughs> right? yeah, are like gonna count a noon, I guess. Like, um, so my next question, and I'll hang up. Thanks for taking my call. Is we've seen. Huff really pop off. He's now a guy we want to keep, right? We've seen Lawson really drop off. There's no question. We kind of want to move on there. We've seen um, Corey Davis just evaporate. So how has, especially like Titman's popping off, ABT might be a right tackle solution long-term. Is there any cope you can serve up as far as has this changed what our cap situation looks like moving forward for the next couple of years um, with all of this in mind? And thanks for having me guys.
0: Yep. Thanks a lot, Fishbird. Thanks for jumping on. I uh, really appreciate it. Great job. Um, I don't know what this, sh- I don't know. Listen, we're away. we're a long ways away from like the jury's out on Joe Douglas. I mean, right now we're still, I think we're in lockstep saying better chance he gets fired than like keeps his job. Right. I think, I think Sliz, so but I don't know, man. I don't know what, th- listen, if he somehow backs his way into AVRT and you know, all of a sudden we have a line that, you know, Becton looks okay on the left side. Lakin looks like he's starting to figure it out. Not too little, too not too little, too late. But you know, McGovern, you pick your pick your center next year. Whatever you want to do at center, um, Joe Tidman is for me. I'm a little surprised he's playing this well at guard. Um, but and then you have your AVT, your right tackle. All of a sudden, if he somehow backs his way into having a good offensive, like what what a complete shock, what a turn of events. But what do you think on on Fishbird's last question there?
1: Yeah, I was trying to think like cap implication, what really helps us out there, right? So Bryce, Bryce Huff is a big decision point. I think us giving him more snaps and finally acknowledging he's a good player outside of just third down, right? Yep. And maybe just finally not caring that maybe he's a little bit limited as a run defender and just letting him get after the passer. That's a good thing, right? I yep. think if you can get him on a reasonable deal, and and I'm I'm talking probably in the ballpark at 10 million. Ish, you, you can stretch him out to oblivion, right? He's young. He doesn't have a lot of wear because we refuse to play him. Yep. Um, I think he's a guy you can fit in and we can keep that five man edge rotation. We have young guys in that room that we've invested draft capital that are on rookie contracts. I think on the defense, you don't need much investment. I think our safety room. You'd like to get a, a difference maker. They they think they have that in uh, Tony Adams. Yet to be seen, right? Especially with the injuries. But I think we've shown D tackle outside of and especially with the edge investment we've made. You can you can get guys for cheap late in free agency and make it work. Get veteran guys. We can get guys at safety and make it work. Yep. You have your two cornerstones at corner mosley turning over i don't know what that's going to do to us but honestly quincy williams emerging is totally fine like i'm not worried about us figuring out the defense and i don't want us to invest a lot in it outside of maybe retaining hoof right and that th- i think opens you up right and we were talking earlier in discord too we're sitting at one and three if you open up tankathon which i know fans don't want to do this early yeah. in the season but we're at six overall pick right now right and the season's either going to go one of two ways Zach's gonna put it together and play consistent enough ball where we're getting performances like last night, and we're probably around a five hundred team, right? We're probably yep. picking ten to fourteen, it, same range we picked last year. Or you're tanking out, right? If we're tanking out, even if Rogers is coming back, we it feels like you probably need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Either way, it it feels like the move is you got to invest capital. We don't have a ton of cap space. You have to invest capital, draft capital, premium draft capital, being our first round pick and probably our third round pick in the offense. Yep. You need to figure out tackle. Tackle is a position that's figured out on day one of the draft. We, we said it last year. We've said it previous years. You either got to figure. You're seeing what high dollar free agent tackles get you. you yep. suck, And you've seen that on the Chiefs, right? At, when you're looking at Juwan Taylor there, and it's not good. You're mm-hmm. seeing it with Orlando Brown Jr. as well on a couple teams now, and it's not good. Yeah, um, we don't need another round four tackle to add just to the backlog. We, we <laughs> just so cannot, just so we, we can, we
0: can th- throw him an IR. We we <laughs> can't we can't
1: roster him right. And yep. Mackay, you need to let the season play out. I don't think you can extend him unless he's really willing to take a pay cut. I think you franchise on tag him at best. Um, but wide receiver and tackle are really the two gaping holes you need to fix, and then you need to slot a guard. If if slotting one guard and masking a single guard, assuming ABT sticks at right tackle, or if you, you figure out tackle and you get Makai and you get a draft pick that hits day one, you move ABT back in. We have our we have our line yep. set, right? Those are the two spots. Something at, on the offensive line at tackle and wide receiver, where it feels like it's a very targeted approach. You need two splash players, one of those being our first round pick, one of them is figuring out something beyond that. To make a difference at wide receiver and tackle next yep. year, I, I think the, I think it's workable. I think, for, and and we're going to just continue to stretch to oblivion, and and that's okay. That's modern NFL. Um, the, and the, we'll see uh, what happens with Rogers.
0: The Carter, the Carter Warren Max Mitchell left tackle battle <laughs> rock fight is going to be fun to watch next year. Yeah, no, I hope I not. Can. I, I can't. Oh goodness! Uh, all right, we got a few more callers here, but uh, George, Orr, uh, we're going to ask you to unmute. Um, I'm very much looking forward to this, uh, star, um, star of George score. Wow. Yes. Of yes. The founder of George score. All right, George, or let's hear it, bud. How
5: are you guys doing? Good. Good Jor, how are you? What do you guys think about Robbie chosen to stretch the field for us?
0: <laughs> this had, so I'll let you take it. I'll let you take it. Where, where did this even come from? We haven't even, I guess someone was,
1: someone. you know, how it popped up is because someone in Discord earlier said, Man, I just realized that Robbie changed his name out of nowhere, <laughs> like three years late. Not, um, not we, we don't need it. Just put Brownlee in at that point and see what happens.
0: Jump balls, jump balls all day. No, what, that
1: what we need to do is get Will Fuller out of retirement. That's, that,
0: Stop that's it. been my, my ride Stop. or die
1: for a while, man. Stop.
0: Stop. Was that it, Jor? No. Are you done? Okay. And we need to hear. get
5: we need to get Garrett Wilson in motion more because we just keep him on the line of scrimmage and he got completely bull
1: rushed or completely pressed by uh need all game. I I do agree and and the makeup of our wide receiver room relies on Garrett getting volume and and being an impact player. We we need to move him. I agree cuz Whether it's you jam him and give help, and it's tough, especially if he's your first read. That that's just asking for classic Zach Wilson disasters, right? Where your first read's covered and he's not, he can't get out of
0: it. And not to mention, isn't this isn't this offense like one of the worst offenses using motion pre snap motion in the NFL? Like
5: hasn't been good, but that's because of Aaron Rodgers. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Rodgers
0: doesn't like he doesn't like his snaps to be uh, spinny, and he doesn't like. uh, his guys to be in motion because it's too distracting, and he sure. doesn't like cut blocks.
1: What what type so. of motion you asking for, Drew? Are you you asking for the Tyree Yeah, the motion. Some of these teams can't do it. But
5: orbit
0: motion? Do you want to give him an orbit motion no, behind the? Orbit motion
5: stinks. <laughs> stinks.
1: <laughs> what what what? call it a cheat a, a cheat motion. Get some of that going on. Stack him behind Lazard. It looks so the gold zone
5: offense looks terrific. Yeah. Terrific or horrific? Terrific.
4: Yeah, Zach screwed up.
5: He had Michael Carter wide open on that Conklin drop. Would have been an easy touchdown. That was one of his few terrible plays. Uh,
1: Conklin was wide open too. We had
0: two I'm wide never, open dudes. I'm never throwing the ball to Michael Carter again. <laughs> never. I'm sorry. That. I'm never, never doing it. All right, George, is that all you got?
5: What is your thoughts on uh Dalvin Cook?
0: He sucks.
1: So Dal- Dalvin Cook was the least efficient running back in in uh, the NFL last year. That got volume. He continues to be to to ju- not to just Cord's surprise. Continues to be the least efficient running back yep. in the NFL in 2023. Yep. Yep. And we're back to Michael Carter on
5: third down blocking, and we just have we could have got Zeke. We could have got Zeke to block or short
1: yardage, and we didn't. I mean, free, free your boy from pit there, man. We need to play. Izzy
0: we need, we Monaconda, need Izzy, man. We need Izzy. Carter Warren.
1: We also need Carter Warren instead of Beckton. We saw this fall start.
0: Oh my God, your six <laughs> minutes and right.
1: in, in, uh, getting undressed by the elite hands of Karloffus, uh. man.
0: Oh, we were t- sorry, we're, Jor, but we're I got to I got to mute Jor and I got to take him out now cuz he cursed. He's,
1: he's getting me worked up, man. He's pushing I got to All right, hey. Jor.
0: Thanks for thanks for calling in, Jor. appreciate hey, it.
1: S- since he brought up Dalvin Cook, I've avoided Delvin Cook all night. <laughs> Botline posted in the analytics channel. Delvin Cook. So, EPA advanced analytics is expected points added. Delvin Cook is at negative 0. 0.5 expected points added EPA per carry negative 0.5 that means every time we give him a carry he is losing us half a point that's hard to do man (laughs) like that's hard to do and and you see it though you see it unfold during the game there there's the one play it was early in the game I think it was either after the Conklin short pass the Garrett short pass or the the Bree stump off where it was like second and two third and two this dude just does not fall forward, man. Yep. It
0: just doesn't happen. Yep. All right, we go to uh all right, we go to this, this is a special a special guest here. Um fam- family matters. We go to my cousin Mike. Mike. Uh thank you for calling in to the uh Jet Fuel podcast. We appreciate it. What's what's on your mind, dude?
3: What's good? I <laughs> I think you guys have stolen all my thunder. Uh <laughs> I just wanted to call and say Dalvin Cook sucks. My cousin was a hundred percent right. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh I'm not gonna say defending him. I, I do think that the uh Aaron Rodgers injury has really impacted him, but um you can't bench Izzy anymore, guys. He, he, Izzy cannot be inactive in favor of Dalvin Cook. It, it cannot happen. And I I don't know I think we briefly spoke about this, but you you can't go out there and ask the guys, tell the guys they have to earn their spot and continue to give Dalvin Cook snaps over Izzy. Can't yeah. happen.
0: Yeah. You know, I think Mike it's, that's been for me, it's listen, I don't know if you agree with this, but I feel like that's been Salah's biggest fault is having to, you know, well, you have to earn your spot, but at the same time, you see these guys look like total bums. Right. And like, it, it, no matter the offensive staff, you look with Garrett Wilson last year, right? And the snaps he was getting and the way that we were using him. And and listen, that was under LaFleur. But now we're doing the same thing all over again with Izzy. And, you know, running backs don't matter. I get all that. But this has been a constant theme with him. Is like you have to earn your spot. And I know he wants to be good to veteran players. And, you know, he's a, he's a coach. He's, he's, a, he's a player's coach. And I get all that. But at some point, you just got to say, listen, this guy's got more juice than this other guy. And we have to put him out on the field.
1: Well, and you gotta, certainly you're not thankful Dwayne Brown got an injury, but how many games would we have ridden with Dwayne Brown until we finally, probably post by until we made a switch on the offensive line. And, yep. and it was a clear impact in new England. And clearly after two games of the new combo, the new offensive line's clicking a lot better than whatever we were going to be able to do with Dwayne Brown. Right. Yep. Um, I, I mean, I agree. You gotta get cook off the field. I, I think it's very clear. Brees is still not a hundred percent and whether that's, just the reality that maybe he's not going to be the same guy in terms of top end speed, long speed that he had. Um, they're clearly wanting to balance his workload, but it, it can't be Dalvin cook and, and Dalvin cook has been okay. He, I'll say he's been a plus in pass protection, but we're not even using him as a third down primary back anymore. We still nope. use Michael Carter in that role. So it's like, Hey, if you're going to trust Michael Carter on third down, let him touch the ball more and, and get Izzy in there. Cause, cause Izzy does have that, third gear he is going to take the top off he's got
0: the juice yeah Yeah. is he to the hizzy that's what we need to say
3: (laughs) so is that that's a actually a great observation because i think back to to the denver game that actually ended Reese's season last year and we've already seen him maybe have three breakaways this season where that would have been a house call and he's he's either I don't know if he's made the wrong cut. I feel like on Sunday he made the wrong cut in instead of sticking outside. And and I felt like he didn't feel like he could run past the defender if he stayed outside. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I definitely do agree with that. I, I don't know if he has that long speed, at least not yeah. this season.
0: I mean, I, I think it was um pro, one of the the Doc David Chow, the pro football doc, the disgraced former doctor of the NFL. He he made a good point. Um, He made a good point that – Yes that he was back Brees is back on the field but he looked like He just wasn't trusting his knee yet And that there was still a hitch when he was Running which I don't know if that's still The case at this point but it's been clear that He just doesn't have that top gear yet And the scary part is never getting A back. I mean right. that's That's the worst part about it like You know like, there's no Guarantee right there's no guarantee that he's Going to find strength in that knee and the speed in That knee again so um, it, and I, I, don't I think
1: know. you hope he will, because I think clearly his vision near the line of scrimmage has been top notch. Right. And and uh-huh. we've had a lot of well blocked runs for him, but his vision has been very good. And I think four four five plays jump, I can't count right now. A couple of plays jump out at me. So the very first touch he had with Aaron Rodgers under center, right, where he broke off that long run to the left, that play from the get go. It's like, OK, he is not 100 percent yet. Right. But it's week one, you got the juices flowing um you had the the long run where garrett was throwing up the deuces celebrating too early once like dude if you got your butt down the field and made the block he would have, he would have made it <laughs> but, but at the same time right he got caught from behind Breeze did, and i think that factors into the run we saw um just on Sunday where, Hey, I got caught last time I broke off one of these big ones. Let me try to cut back at cute, get behind. My, he sh- I agree. He should have just ridden it out behind his blocker. Like you, you have Conklin right next to you and you have one guy to block. Just let him block him, Right. Yep. If you get caught from behind, so be it. He, he made the worst possible choice, got tackled outside of field goal range. We got nothing out of it. And the other play that jumped out to me, it was down near the goal line where he bounced to, he bounced something outside to the left and he just, he just had no juice to get away where in the, in last year, early in the season, he was making that guy miss consistently. He just did not. Right. He yep. got tackled, dragged down early. So. Yep. You hope it evolves. You hope it, it stretches, but you need, you can't get Dalvin cook in there. Really. I don't want Michael Carter getting those extra touches too. Cause he he's similar. It He's, he he's has to to similar like himself. To Brees will yep. be.
0: He hasn't looked like himself since his rookie year too. Right, like he—he he looks like he just that first—that first, that first miss tackle. Like he just doesn't look like he has it anymore. It's bizarre.
3: Yeah, uh, I, you know it's funny. I just said that today that we're talking about uh, somebody as a as a rookie led. He was one of the top rookies in broken tackles, and he just seems like as soon as you t- like every arm tackle is taking him down right now. I, I don't—I no. don't know that I want him in there either. But, yeah,
0: it's, and uh, listen, I mean, I mentioned this before on the pod. It's like, how many times has he dropped the key pass, right? I can think of like three off the top of my head, like touchdown passes or like key third downs. Like, I just, I can't see it anymore. It, and it and stinks because he's such a locker room guy. Like, they love him. But. It,
1: it's nice that we've progressed the discussion where it's not always blaming him or always blaming Zach to try to mask the quarterback situation or overly, but bl- it's like, okay, clearly, the hands are an issue. Yep.
3: Yep. Uh, Mike is at it. We'll start to have one, but no, I I got one more cause. All right, go for it. I kind of want to break your show. Um, (laughs) I'm of the mindset that uh, like, it's hard for me to hold Joe Douglas responsible. And I get into a lot of arguments. Accountable. Accountable is the, Mm -hmm. the word we use. H G D H J D D -D 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 G A. Accountable. Um, and the reason why is, he seems to make the right move um, in the moment, and they just seem not to work out. Like, this offensive line, when he went and got Lakin Tomlinson after years of chasing uh, Tooney, uh that was a move to make at the moment. Trading up to, to get ABT, that was a move to make at the moment. Makai Becton, I wasn't a Beckton fan. I just thought he was going to eat himself out of the league, but that was a move to, to, to make, right? Uh, McGovern. We, we can go down the line outside of right tackle. I mean, Dwayne Brown has been awful, but it just feels like most of the moves he's made have been right. So they didn't work out. They're wrong in, in the end. I get it. He has egg on his face. But I am I actually support him for the simple fact that, uh, I mean, outside of Dalvin Cook and I mean, McCole Hardman, a, a handful. I, I mean, a lot of these moves have not just like they weren't head scratchers at the time he did them. He made them so um, I don't. I just don't see why everyone is giving him so much now. It's not his fault. Aaron Rodgers' Achilles popped in four plays.
0: I think you know what it is, Mike. And Sliz, you can you can take this one too. I think you have a point that like the players that they targeted weren't the wrong players. I, I think I don't think that's unfair to say. I think it's the process more than anything, right? Because we always say we said it before: process over results, right? You don't want to be results oriented. Too results oriented. And it's things like trading up for a guard, and and again he might luck into AVT being a decent tackle, um, but trading two thirds to move up to take a guard is like that's kind of questionable, right? Um, Sliz, so any any thoughts on this is a discussion that we've had. Any thoughts on what uh, Mike is selling here?
1: No, I mean I think there's definite balance, right? I think the macro team building approach in general has been good. I do think there, and I don't know how much of its owner pressure, it certainly feels like that exists, especially with, clearly there's some woody meddling in the Rogers pursuit, right? Where I think we pushed the chips in one year too soon. And that being last year where we invested all this money to try to kickstart. And some of that was just to surround Zach with talent and try to elevate him. But I think we overcommitted cash last year. And, and really, I think a lot of the criticisms draw from the draft and just we've been very bad in the draft outside of that round one in 2022. Um, there's yeah, I, I haven't liked a lot of the draft process per se and, and that it's funny to say that because he largely has evaluated premium or gone after premium positions um there there's a phrase we use on jets discord a lot that is give joe douglas two options and he'll always pick the wrong one that's happened a lot (laughs) whether or not that's um based uh, we have no insight to that on what their internal process is some of that's just small sample where you you get the coin flip wrong a whole bunch of times but um right now he's kind of living off of basically being able to exploit other teams on our sell-offs and trades, which he's been phenomenal at. He's been really good in trades. He's been really good on the waiver wire and evaluating UDFAs. And that's really masked, I think, a lot of what would have otherwise probably gotten him fired by now. But I think probably the biggest, biggest thing is, and I like Saul as a coach, but you got to remember too, Joe Douglas is responsible for picking the coaches. And whiffing 1.02 on Zach, if it is a whiff, is a big whiff. And a lot, and half of that whiff is because the offensive staff wasn't good enough. So, well, I, I'm not firing him today. I think as we ride out the season, I think it'll become evident. I, I don't think Woody's going to make a change, especially knowing Rodgers is going to come back next year. I think we have this year, and I think we have the year after that. You just kind of hope that whatever our all in push next year
0: is scary totally, thought
1: doesn't totally cripple you, right? Because that's how you get whatever the Giants are going through the past handful of years.
0: <laughs> that's that's a whole nother podcast <laughs> discussion that we can have, bro. Let me tell you, that's that's a whole nother one. But uh, yeah, that's
3: that you can say that's the Dallas Cowboys too, though. You know, yeah. like that's that's how good teams stay good and not great. They don't take the next step. But yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Um, Thanks,
0: Mike. Yeah, thanks.
3: Uh, thanks for uh,
0: thanks for your thoughts. Appreciate it. Um, oop, I cut him off. Oop. <laughs> sorry, Mike. I cut you off. My bad. Um, listen. Um, the Joe Douglas thing is is interesting. It's an interesting discussion. I mean, we're all armchair GMs at the end of the day, right? I think that Douglas is probably going to keep his job next year. So much of him as a GM is riding on what Zach's going to be the rest of the season. Hmm. Simply put. So
1: I I, I will say like. Moves like Corey, like Lawson, even to a certain extent, Lakin. I think like a lot of his free agency moves, I thought were decent.
0: They made they made sense. And like and they made sense. Just really
1: right. unfortunate results, right? Right. Um, that that's not to say there haven't been bad ones too, right? Certainly, right. Dalvin Cook headlines that, but right. um, this year too, a little bit of an asterisk. Where certainly Rodgers has his hand in a lot of the pot and decision making. But
0: right. we
1: we need we need we need better draft results for long. At the end of the day, you want your team to be the Kansas City Chiefs, even the even the Bills to some extent, right? Where you're a perennial contender, and we have not done what it needs to take. We have not done what is needed in the draft to do that, right? So we have a massive massive hit in 2022, and you have a lot of bad drafts around that.
0: All right, we go to our last caller. Uh, Nick's Yankee fan, you're up, bro. Um, what's on your mind, dude?
6: Hey, what's up, guys? First time, long time. What's <laughs> <sir>? up? <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> thank you. All right, so I'm, I'm going to get inside you guys' head a bit. So let's oh. say you wake up tomorrow and you're in the mind of whoever decided to get Rogers in December, knowing everything that you know now. Would you still pursue him in a way, or would you go after Derek Carr and the effort he gives you? He promised to give you or sleep is well this, at night with Jimmy G? What would you do in the offseason knowing is, that Rogers would turn out like this?
0: Is it like Okay, so I know that he's blowing out his Achilles.
6: Yeah, you know that if you get him, it works out like this, and it's predetermined. Even if it, if the Jets win the coin toss somehow, it happens there, or if it's a real <laughs> game week one. Do,
1: do do I get my do I get my $599 for going 0-17? <laughs> 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 Venmo to my account. But for, for those that don't know, there's a tweet that was like, Would you take a, a million dollars or whatever to have your team go 0 and 17? And I said, I, I'd take five ninety nine, dollars so I didn't have to pay taxes on it. And then I could yeah. just not care about the Jets for a year and not be tortured. But, it really depends um, when,
6: that, when you see that. Like, if that came out in like 2020, I wouldn't say you've <laughs> done it for like, for like $8 and I'm going to spend on lunch tomorrow.
4: <laughs> 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 um, it's, it's tough, enough. man.
0: It's very tough. It's tough for a few reasons, right? Number one, I think that, and this is so like this is this is um, what's the, the needle approach, the the hyperdermic needle, I guess, whatever you call it, and that you hope that there's some kind of like effect that he has on Zach Wilson, like if if Rogers being back in the building and coaching up Zach Wilson somehow. Uh, manages for Zach to remove head from rectum and he turns out to be a good quarterback and maybe an answer for the future, then I think I'm okay with it. But at the same time you sold out for so many of his guys, like you sold out for Alan Lazard, you sold out for Billy Turner, who's a total non-factor right now. Dalvin cook is a Rogers guy, right? Um, so like, it's, is it worth it? I mean, we're seeing Lazard play a little bit better than we were expecting. I think. Um, but I I don't know, man, that's a tough question. I I'd say no, because a 40 year old coming off an Achilles injury next year, I, I, it's going to take something special for him to be, to be good. Right. And even if he's got the arm still a decent part of Rogers, game is, is being escape, like escaping the pocket and manipulating the pocket and all that. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I I'm leaning. No, I'd say 51 49. No, I wouldn't do it. Um. So, what do you what do you think?
1: I think it has to be no, just because of the cost to acquire Rodgers mm-hmm. and the cap hit. But when you look at the like Derek Carr is <laughs> he's hurt and has not been good. Jimmy G is hurt and has not been great. Ryan Tannehill CBD like you don't know if he was actually available. Tennessee's in the thick of it. It seems unlikely they would have moved off of him, but. Like the the alternatives weren't great. Does a does a season of Jacoby Brissett excite you? Not really, right? And and I think that's where you land on. Like I I think if you know he's gonna blow out his Achilles and on on snap number four, there's no way you trade all that for him and kind of right. commit your direction to that. But on the other hand, it's like man, there wasn't there weren't great alternatives and i do think there's been a tangible impact on the staff on the team especially on the offensive side of the ball and it's come at a massive cost in terms of some of the lemons um that he brought with him but lemons jeez you, you you hope that it you hope that i think it's clearly made a pretty immediate impact on zach with his process you hope that continues to flourish and. Certainly it feels like the best chance to actually salvage Zach um versus any of the alternatives. Any of the alternatives would have been moving to a, a, a different bridge guy.
0: Nick's Yankee fan, a question for you. What's it gonna take for Zach Wilson the rest of the twenty twenty three season to say, okay, he's he's the guy
6: moving forward?
1: Yeah, we we do not want you to play quarterback in twenty twenty four for us, Aaron Rodgers. To the
6: point where he to the point where he moves on where you move on for Rodgers undisputedly, the thing I've been saying is like he great. He grades out as around a top ten quarterback, like um, by film, and also he obviously has to put up the stats because if he's grading out well and not putting up the stats, it'll be very hard for them, for like Woody Johnson himself to justify saying it's okay. Let's move on from Rodgers. but if Zach is like putting out tangible results, that is a high level quarterback. I'm saying top ten, then even Rogers himself would be like probably yeah, it makes sense. We'll be somewhere that wants me. Um, like here, Zach, here's his time.
0: And
1: here's the magic question that's been kicked around all week. And and especially today with Rodgers having a spot on Pat McAfee, if Rodgers is available, so, so Zach's playing well, Jets make the wild card around. Are you putting in Rogers cold to play in the wild card? Or are you sticking with Zach?
6: If Zach is playing like he did versus Kansas city, every game where it's like, he's putting, he's, he's a top 10 quarterback. if He does that every game with the level that he played at like, the throws he was making at the level, the stats he put up, then no, nah, the, the most he could do is almost what the Cowboys did with Dak and Romo a few years ago, where he's the active backup since he's still better than Tim Boyle while he's cold or Trevor Simeon. So at that point, that's what I would do. But if Zach is just along for the ride, it's maybe a slightly better version of the 5-2 and two team that we saw last year, then that at that point, I would probably really consider putting in Rodgers if he's looking good in practice.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I agree. I agree. I think the question kind of is a paradox. Like, it, it solves itself. If we're in the wild card round, Zach, I think, played well enough to be the starter in the playoffs. If 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 he didn't, then
6: Rodgers isn't going to play anyway. Yeah. We, are, yeah. we might actually be the 85 Bears if Zach is horrible. <laughs> 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 if we make the playoffs like
0: that. Uh, uh, Nick's Yankee fan, thanks for the call, man. Thanks yeah, I, got, I got one more thing
6: real quick. Yeah, go um, for it. There... AB, did you go on your Brian Dable victory lap today?
0: Not yet. <laughs> not yeah listen i have yeah, a friend I, I have a friend who's a, a mega mega giants fan and i speak with him pretty much after during every giants game that i watch
1: chucking, he's chucking tablets he's pissed off listen, he's... listen
0: all i all i know is that i had to, i said this before on this podcast i had to sit here this entire offseason and listen to how joe shane turned this roster around joe shane is a god and like and it's not from you know like there's been less support for Joe Shane especially in the discord than than Dable right but i had to sit here and listen to that and if if Brian Dable is the coach that people think he is then he goes to Joe Shane and he says dude are you crazy you're going to give this guy 40 million dollars like yeah. it, it, it's it's cuz now they're backed up against a wall right because like they're not going to have the clock to turn this around in a year and a half because Daniel Jones' cap hit next year is forty-seven million dollars, and and you, if you think that they're moving off of him after the season, like you're nuts. Like the only the only solution they have is to draft a quarterback, and like you have this fifty million dollar you know dud sitting on your bench. So it's like I listen. I I'm I'm not like super anti-dayball yet. Like it's part of the shtick for sure. But we're getting to a point that I don't I don't know if this guy is actually as good as as people are making him seem. I don't know. Hey.
1: RG three is using it to die on the hill. That running backs matter. Yep. Cause the, the offense is only broken because Saquon
0: <laughs>
6: Barkley. He was running back at Jace. So it makes sense that he's pushing that. <laughs> yeah. That's that's fair. That's fair. Nick, right, yeah, uh, thanks, thanks for having brother. me on. Have a good yep. one guys. Thanks, yep, brother.
0: thanks bro. Thanks um, Oh man. I, the Brian Dayball man. I mean the whole John, <laughs> gi- the Giants situation is just hilarious to watch. It's just funny to watch. I'm sorry. NFC, the uh, this dark horse in the NFC, whatever, man, get out of here. All right, so we're running a little bit long, so let's speed through this flight plan. Uh, week five versus Broncos revenge, uh, Nathaniel Hackett revenge game. What can we expect? What can we expect?
1: Hopefully, more of the same from KC. Keep it open, Let's attack. It's been a been a defense that has gotten chewed up by a lot of by basically everyone they've played. Mm-hmm. It's like. You gotta go in there and take care of business. Bet not a great offense either. I nope. don't think Javon TBD if Javante Williams is gonna play their running back. Um, P Ryan hasn't looked good like on both sides of the ball. We gotta you you need to win this game. If you go yep. to one and four, the season's over. Really. Oh, yeah. that's the reality, right? And it even at two. Even at two wins, it's going to be an uphill battle. But you yeah, at least have a little life, right? Losing losing that game to New England is really the gut punch. You needed yep. that game to to stay of, kind of keep pace or feel like you're keeping pace. You yep. you need to win this game. Yep. AFC opponent, bad opponent. You need to win this game. Zach needs to show he can stack games. If not, if for no other reason for to prove to himself that he can do it. Mm-hmm. right you you come out of this game you have a tough philadelphia team who has looked vulnerable i think i'm both i don't think they're the juggernaut they haven't looked like world year. beaters
0: this year yeah I but it.
1: you need you need to go to denver take care of your business man yep that's the reality yep. of it
0: all right let's move on to salad face poetry corner uh is a good one this week there once was a player named cook he was a legitimate crook he stole a payday Ran two YPA, and now we're seven mil on the hook. It's pretty good. good I agree. One more
1: time. I I am am begging for Izzy Abanaconda to get some reps so that I automatically, by default, win. I have a bunch of profile picture bets with folks in Jets Discord that Izzy (laughs) is going to be more efficient than Cook on a per-touch basis. And literally all Izzy has to do is touch the field and I win the bet.
0: Yep. One more time. Let's hear it. There once was a player named Cook. He was a legitimate crook. He stole a payday, ran two YPA, and now we're seven mil on the hook.
1: YPA being yards per attempt.
0: Yes, but that doesn't rhyme.
1: He's, so tec- he's technically 2.5. Let's uh, let's not shortchange him here. <laughs> good, good for dead last in the NFL for ball carriers over 20 Fun. touches.
0: Fun. Fun. Yeah. All right. I, so I, saw, like,
1: I saw a stat on that just to keep piling on Dalvin Cook, where Brees is number one at like 6.8 yards yep, per attempt, I mean, and Dalvin Cook's dead last at 2.5.
0: Yep. Fun. fun. Give me Izzy already, man. Can't deal with <laughs> it. All right. So let's, let's bring it in for a landing. This is the landing strip. You know, for the moment, everybody's been waiting for. So, you know, a, a couple weeks ago, there was a Connections New York Times game called Connections, which. In the connections game, you have to, uh, you know, the group of four words that are related to one another, right? And one of the categories on connections with words with a silent L and salmon was one and there was another one. And then there were two other words, which like don't actually have silent L's in the way that I say them, at least the way that other people say them that I know. And that was walk and yoke. Yoke does. Yolk does not have a silent L, bro. Yol- Yolk
1: does w- walk definitely. I've never heard anyone say walk without an L,
0: right? Like it's not walk. <laughs> like you're not you're not going for a walk. It's walk.
1: You're you're not you're not stir frying some exactly Asian cuisine like W O K walk. Right,
0: right. Going for I'm a walk. going for a walk. Exactly. <laughs> like, listen, I'm not sitting here like trying to pronounce walk. No, but like, I'm not saying I'm going for a walk. Walk.
1: I, I'd buy. I'd buy yoke. I, 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 I catch the hint of me saying yoke, but I, I would have, I would have submitted that as a silent L. so Sa- oh, Salmon. But- salmon's a toss-up for me.
0: Salmon. There's no L in salmon. Oh, look at the salad face who decided not to call in, but he's been blowing up the chat. And I say walk without an L. Listen, man, your tongue's got to touch the back of your teeth. If you, if it doesn't touch the back of your teeth, you're doing it wrong. I'm sorry. You know. That's all there is to it. You're, doing, you're right. You're you're right, Liz. Am I right? I see you. <laughs> We're
1: gonna be doing that walk. all day, tomorrow, man.
0: I'm telling you, man. Walk. I'm going for a walk. Like no, I'm going for a walk. Oh, stupid. Anyway, Liz, what's on your mind?
1: So you got the card in the background. Turn the big yeah, three, happy oh, man. birthday. Man. Had happy a belated yeah, birthday. Had a beverage. Compliments of my uh, my co-host here. Appreciate the the bottle it was oh, good stuff appreciate it Is still it's a funny story yeah oh, okay i was still gonna plenty. say uh, yeah okay. not not past tens. past tons had a little bit definitely not the whole deal i was i was out of town for a wedding so B- 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 a did you, did you actually it.
0: like it be honest you could be honest yeah, did you actually like it of course it was good it's like I'm, big, I'm a
1: big whiskey bourbon guy so uh, like i drink more bourbon than whiskey nowadays so it was like a little staunch not having the bourbon sweetness to it at first but yeah, we we settled well, but, in real nice.
0: Yeah, it's good stuff. Here, here you go. I've never been for a walk, only a whack. <laughs> oh my God, is this where we're at, man? Is this where we're at. Makes me makes me not want to podcast again for another two weeks after this. But uh, yeah, happy birthday, man. Hey, thanks. Happy birthday. Yeah, big three L. I tell you, it's all downhill from here. Hey. all downhill.
1: Hey, I was I was I was still pretty limber up on the dance floor at the wedding over the weekend. That's so good. I, I still got That's- it.
0: That's good. Is that it? That's all on your mind. Yeah, that, nothing else. Yeah, nothing else all. going on. That's all. all. Right.
1: Baseball. All right. Baseball playoffs might suck. Yep. Yankee let's suck. Kick.
0: Let's wrap this bad boy up, so it's, <laughs> it's It's time for us to go.
1: New, 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 York, new York sports and shambles across the board.
0: Yeah, let's just stop. Hey, New York Liberty, not bad though, right? Yeah, yeah we yeah. stand. We stand. That'll do it for this episode of Jet Fuel, the Jets Discord podcast. Obviously, you already found us, but you can continue to find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a five star review where applicable. We're also available on Tuesday nights live on YouTube, and I'd imagine we're going to be doing some more of these caller segments in the future. So it was fun. You guys did a good job, except Jor who dropped the f bomb, and now I have to edit it out. So thanks for that, Jor. You can find us on Twitter at Jet Fuel Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Rivera Sn. Sliz. Where can the people find you on Twitter?
1: sliz underscore nyj
0: you can always send us an email at Fuel discord podcast at gmail.com and sliz how can the people join the discord
1: yep discord.gg slash ny jets swifties are welcome even though you cost us a win
0: swifties are not welcome
1: (laughs) hey our, our our owner took a picture and posted with with uh Taylor, talk about yeah. it. I it was obviously a scheduled tweet, but it's like, dude, come on, talk He's about a a little tone death, man.
0: He's a bozo, it is what it is, but uh, <laughs> yeah, not great. But that'll do it for this episode of Jet Fuel, the Jets Discord podcast. For Matt Salard, I am Joe Rivera, reminding you you can't take flight without jet fuel.